Hey, everybody, this is Rick Fink Jr. from Small Town Scuttlebutt. Thanks for listening. You're one of over 1,200 people that have downloaded this podcast. And we want more. So, can you tell some of your friends? Do you have any friends? You got to at least have one. Tell them about it. Send the link. Tell them about Small Town Scuttlebutt and help us grow this thing because uh, I think we're on to something. Mike's looking at me like I'm crazy. Here it comes, right on time. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. Small Town Scuttlebutt is the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that our time wrong makes my 109 way long. CVS receipts are wasteful, Facebook posts that are not tasteful. Small Town Scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy, wrote those posts that drove you mad. I am Mike, I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did. Rick does stand-up, stays at home. Mike, you're a nerd, you live alone. We'll both tell you how to live, so much advice we have to give. We made this podcast just for you. Here is Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, Rick Fink Jr., hanging out with my basement across the table by the oil tank and the paint cans is my buddy and co-host, Mike Page. How's it going, Rick? It's going great. Thanks. Good to see you. Glad I could make it. I'm glad I could um, reshuffle my schedule and record on an off day again for your uh, vacationing plans. I haven't gone on one vacation yet. You're on vacation number two. To my left is Kevin Ryder. He is the director of Medfield Parks and Recreation. So if you are a young family, chances are you've crossed paths with this guy and he's enhanced your lifestyle here in this small town with all the programs and camps and things. If you're like me, you're just dying for a kid's night out to dump your little rugrats off. Let Kevin deal with it. I don't know how you do it. 100 kids, pizza, sugar, ice cream. But the best part is I get to give them back to you after a couple hours. So. That's right. That's right. I wish you had an overnight program, but we can talk about that later. And to my right is Christian Higgins. Christian Higgins is a, a 2019 graduate of Medfield High School. He's also an outspoken guy on uh, some of the local social media pages. Of course. Of course, like um, Concerned Citizens of Medfield. That's where we met. And um, we'll talk about that and more. I mean, we have a great relationship here because we've locked horns before. Back mm -hmm. in the day when I was a troll making fun of people and dumb things. Christian put you in your place? No, Christian and I kind of, we tangled a little bit. We wrestled back and forth. I think there's a mutual respect. And over time, we've, we've, we broed up, right? Exactly. Or do they still say that? Uh, it's like, Is that like, no? No. Before we get into this stuff, I would like to talk about a couple things with you, Mike, as we do. Get okay. some things off our chest. Sure. It's been a week. I'm sure you would like to as well. Yeah, so my friend Lauren sent me a message today um, asking if we had seen the Concerned Citizens of Medfield discussion about the potential of Chipotle entering into the Medfield ring. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had not seen it. I usually avoid concerned citizens of Medfield. Well, uh, that means you're not doing your job. Where do you think we get well, it a means bulk I'm just, of our material? It means I'm just not as concerned as everybody else, I think is what it ultimately comes down to. But here's what I am concerned about. The link discussing 
the potential of Chipotle coming mm -hmm. is incorrect. So the headline says Chipotle coming to Medfield shops. And I can say definitively, no, Chipotle is not coming to Medfield shops mm -hmm. because the business is called Chipotle. Yeah. It's 2020. Can we all get on board that the business is called Chipotle? It's mm -hmm. not Chipotle. It never has been. It's spelled out very clearly that it's Chipotle. Well, they're not off to a good start. So that's what I'm concerned about. And I think... I don't want McDowell's coming here either. Yeah. While we're at it. Yeah, right. But so thank you to Lauren for bringing that up. Uh, and I haven't read... There's over 130 comments on it. I can't be bothered with it. That's for a more concerned citizen than me. That is... Uh... You're really bringing it to the table today, just not reading the yeah the posts and whatnot. Kevin, you you have an opinion on Chipotle? Uh, I, I, see, I, what do you know? I, I've learned heard nothing of this yet. So I I know from my staff in the summer they are are extremely excited about Chipotle coming in. Uh, kids around here don't like driving further than they have to, mm -hmm. and if they open up something that they don't have to go to Norwood or Natick for, they'll do a, a booming business. Yeah, mm -hmm. at least at the start, right? Mm -hmm. What's your opinion on Chipotle, Christian? Um, I love Chipotle. I wouldn't be opposed to having a Chipotle here. Right. Now, you're a freshman at Framingham State. Uh, Bridgewater. Oh, Bridgewater. Yeah. Sorry. So you're a college kid, so I'm going to guess you're poor. And if you have $2, you can get the beans and rice. It, yeah, exactly. I've done that. All right. So anything else besides the uh, fast food updates in town? Um, I've Do you want a Chipotle? I don't really care. I'll take it. Yeah, it's I'm, healthy. It's healthy I'm, food. It's quick. Right. I can feed it to my kids and not feel guilty. Yeah. Last week, we were talking about the diversity of listeners mm -hmm. on a global scale. Christian, we're international. Okay. Yeah, Brazil, New Zealand. I think, um, said, I okay. think England. Well, you know what? I lied about New Zealand. That was I was just going off of memory, and my memory's not great. It was actually um, Australia. Oh. But that's close enough. Yeah, that doesn't offend New Zealanders and uh, Australians at all when you mix those two up. No, because they're practically the same people. Who are you waving to? Hey, what's up, Ron? My neighbor Ron is here. He's sitting in on the podcast. Have a seat. How's it going? Good. Okay, so we have <clears throat> uh, roughly 1,500 downloads to date. Two are from Brazil. One's from Australia. One's from Ecuador. Indonesia, Ireland, Netherlands, Turkey, and the UK also bring in one person. So if you're that one person in any of these countries, send us a note. Tell us why you're listening to us because we're really curious. Yeah, and how'd you find us and why are you interested? Tell me it wasn't an accident. Something about Brazil. I think someone went down the wormhole in Brazil. They were looking up Rio de Janeiro, started watching videos, mm -hmm. saw a lot of butts, right? You know, yep. from the carnival. Sure. Somehow... They're from a small town, the trying to Uber from their small town to get, oh, what's this small town? Scuttle, I'll give it a whirl. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, it's wicked funny. I love these guys. Probably yeah. what happened. Yeah, maybe. A couple things. Uh, reading with my kids, I've learned um, things are changing. History changes, life changes. Mm -hmm. Talking about dinosaurs, my kid uh, son is still into dinosaurs. And um, What's his favorite one? Christian, tell him. T-Rex. Yeah. Have you even met my kid? Okay. No. No, you haven't. It was a pretty dumb question coming from him. <laughs> feel well, a little friction today, that. you I, and me. I feel like he, he knows his dinosaurs. I thought maybe he would be a little bit more original than T-Rex. <laughs> I thought maybe he, you know, maybe he would have branched out a little more than that. Do you know how much 
pounds per square inch of pressure the dino- the T-Rex can use to crush their victims with their teeth? No, please tell me. Christian, how many? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> um, so before I read these ads, I just want a um, disclaimer. I, somehow my printer wow. uh, printed the script. Ever. Oh, that's going to go well. What do you think that is? Two two-point font that's like a four or a six remember two weeks ago when mario warned you the crabgrass was coming he nailed it didn't he well thankfully i hardly have any of that unsightly weed growing on my lawn because mario's lawn care takes care of me so if you're a do-it-yourselfer mario has a tip for you this week do these three things to your lawnmower and help prevent the spread of turf grass diseases one remove and sharpen your blade two Clean out under the deck, and three, lift the deck about one inch. And if that sounds like too much work, consider Mario's lawn care. Mario isn't just an amazing landscaper, he's also my friend. Sometimes life is hard. The social distancing, lawn watering restrictions, carting your kids back and forth and back and forth again. And now it's time for dinner? Fine, whatever kids. Want pizza? Good answer, because Daddy ain't cooking tonight. When you need a break, call my friend Billy at Royal Pizza. He's going to take care of the whole family. Was that the end of the ad? Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to keep going? No. You only paid a dollar. All right, coming back from the break, we've got Kevin Ryder in the studio with us, director of Parks and Rec in Medfield for six years. Before that, he was the program administrator in Wellesley for a year. And before that, he was... Back here in Medfield doing program coordinator work for almost six. He is also a uh, certified park and rec professional through the National Rec and Park Association. So welcome to the show, Kevin. All right, Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Good, sir. How you doing? You, f- you seem like you're pretty busy these days. Yeah, a lot going on right now. I find uh, there's... um. Lots of traffic on North Street um, in the mornings. Um, a lot of people coming in and going. I think people have to start planning their Starbucks runs a little bit uh, a little bit earlier now with with what we got going on. Yeah, a lot of a lot of traffic jams with summer camp going on, and um, I think a lot of people were ready to to do something with their kids after three or four months of having them home, mm-hmm. and uh, we were happy to be able to provide that option. And uh, so far, so good. Knock on wood. It's been it's been going well. Awesome. Um, now it's running nine to two Monday to Friday. <clears throat> Are these week long, two week long? We're doing week long sessions. Um, we're doing a six six weeks total. A um, little bit different than we've done in the past. Uh, in the past, we've been eight weeks, nine to four, um, with COVID and, and the restrictions that were put into place. Um, we felt most comfortable going nine to two. Christian, have you ever gone to the Parks and Rec? I have, have not. No, what's your problem? What you got a beef just, with the Parks and Rec? No, I just I haven't. Okay. There. Are you guys cool? Yeah, we're cool. Okay, okay. Oh, of course. All right. Yeah. All right. No animosity? No. Zero. None. Did you ever go to the kids' night out when you were a kid? Did you uh, even yes, have I that? Did. No, we did not. Oh, you that, did? There was a kids' night out, but I don't think it was uh, with you guys. Yeah, it probably wasn't with us. Um, ours is relatively, I would say, within the last 10 years or so mm-hmm. is, is when that started. Uh, kids have an absolute blast, and, and for a lot of them, it's their first opportunity to do something without mom and dad um, in a social atmosphere, you know, outside of school. Uh, be with their friends and, and kind of be on their own with us and our staff. But mm-hmm. um, uh, that opportunity to, to be away from mom and dad and, and 
conversely, the opportunity for mom and dad to be away from them. So Yeah, no, it's great. Keep doing it. Uh, but the big one is always the one in, uh, at Christmas. We do uh, Polar Express. Yeah. And I think we've topped out about 110 kids. I remember having a conversation with you and your wife yes. and, and saying, I, I'm trying to think of what can we do. And, and I mean, it was the Saturday when everything, literally the state got shut down. Mm-hmm. And I, we, I felt horrible because I know you guys were planning a, a great a great birthday for Charlie. And, you know. Alligators, uh, reptiles, snakes. I, I they're all in my house. Let's talk about you. You yeah. don't even live in Massachusetts. You, you got not. a little bit of a commute from Rhode Island. How Rhode long Island. is that? Uh, on a on a really really good day, mm-hmm. uh, if there's no uh, police on the road, mm-hmm. thirty five minutes. Yeah, it's about. If I, have to, if I have to obey the rules of the road, that's uh, not bad. About okay, forty five minutes. That's that's about the length of one scuttlebutt. That's we talk about our show in terms of units Dri- of driving measure. distances. Yeah, so you live about one scuttlebutt away. Um, so I I think as the weeks go on and and people kind of see the. The fun that they're having, they drive by like you have, and, and see the line outside the FAF Center, and and see the kids out there having fun. I, I think the more people will, will show the interest in, in, in coming out and sending their kids to, to camp for a week or two. And and when it comes right down to it, uh, this wouldn't work without our staff. Um, we we have some of, not just some of, we have the best kids um, Medfield has to offer: counselors, lifeguards, yeah. um, lead lead counselors, head lifeguards. Um, but they're all, you know, 95% Medfield kids. And, you know, I, we all joke around about Medfield, um, but there are some truly special people in this town and the kids that, that are here. I mean, you got one right here. Yeah. That's why he's here. That's why he's here. And, and and he knows the kids I'm talking about, you know, when, when he came came out so well though, because apparently he never went to parks and rec. (laughs) I mean, we'll give him a pass on that, right? That's okay. Um, I winged it. He winged it. Yeah. But he knows a lot of the kids that we do hire, and, and he's friends with those guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, seeing their, seeing, giving them this opportunity this summer when for three or four months there was nothing. Right? Yeah. And, and you're, you're home, you're looking at your, your ceiling again. You can only put Netflix on so many times before you just get bored. All right. Um, anything you want to talk about with regard to Parks and Rec? In the summer programs, or do you want to get into the more casual stuff? Let's do the casual stuff. Okay. What do you think of the Medfield parents, honestly? I, I you know, and and this, is, I, and I, and I, I know the the answer you want. Right? Yeah, let's hear I know it. the answer you want, but oh. I'm being honest, I, I love them, and, and all of them. I, I do the one. So I can only talk about the ones I deal with. Okay, I'm right? going to mention some names. All right. Do you? How do you feel about? <laughs> no, just kidding. I won't do that. But what I, what I'll say is, so when I when I left here and went to Wellesley for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a great decision at the time for me. Um, and I got to learn a lot when I went to Wellesley. Um, when the opening in Medfield came about, yeah. I had parents reach out to me and, and literally word for word, are you coming back? Oh, good. So, you know, I, I have a great affinity for, for, for the families in Medfield, for the mm-hmm. parents in Medfield. Um, really, they make us what we are at Park and Rec. And if it wasn't for the families that we have such great relationships with, uh, we wouldn't have 110 kids at Kids Night Out. We wouldn't have summer right. camps that, in in a normal summer, fill up. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken a. It, it's been a lot of sweat equity with our families to build up to get that trust that you're gonna you're gonna entrust in us to take care of your kids, be it for a two hour program or a 10 hour camp day. Um, so you know, I have nothing but but love and and, and genuine appreciation for for the families here in Medfield. Mm. And I hope you don't edit that to something else that. <laughs> I no, say. I would not. 
I'm more impressed with the teenagers and how they go about and conduct themselves for the most part. Much more impressive than some parents and adults in this town, which are the ones raising the kids. So this is kind of awkward. I can't imagine... You must have to deal with some high maintenance I mean, requests and in any job you do, right? I mean, there, there, there's there, there's always requests made of us or or asked of us, and and some of them are, are are crazy, but some of them are you know where you would say they're looking out for the best interest of their kid. Okay, um, that's a safe answer. Now let me ask you have to answer honestly. <laughs> okay, go for it. How many parents when I and during the three seasons that I was a youth soccer coach? With the Parks and Rec program. And you, you want honesty? Yeah. Okay. How many parents demanded that their kid be on my team? Now, now, were you around for Popsicle Gate? Oh, yeah. No, okay. Popsicle Gate Was, originated with my picture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I, think that's, I think that's where we just have to end it right there. <laughs> I grew up with oranges afterward. I guess a little. I, oranges were me too. Yeah. I, and that's fine, you know. But Popsicles, I mean, people this, have done the donut holes, like whatever. Like, yeah. it, they're five. Like, well, this is what. What uh, Christian and I were talking about the other day, problems in, problem in a town like Medfield and then problems in a town like where your cousin lives in Hyde Park. Mm -hmm. right? Do you think they're talking about popsicles versus oranges oh. after soccer games in Hyde Park? No. 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 They're, they're just wondering about, like, is this, is this field even safe to play on? You know? Exactly. All right. Um, that's all for me. I know that you're busy. You're wiped out. You're yeah, tired. Always, always. You deserve to go home. Kick. You have a recliner? I do. Yeah, I do. You should go sit on that. My, my wife will be mad at me at, at you know roughly uh, thirty minutes after I get home. Probably be asleep at some point. Oh, she won't like that. But do you do the cooking at home? Uh, she does a majority of it. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't mind cooking. Yeah, I, I, you know uh, I'm a grill guy. Yeah, me like too. Summertime. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple of pasta dishes that that I can I can do pretty well. Yeah, um, surprise her with. Uh, my mom gave me some. Um, you know. God rest her soul, but my mom gave her gave me some great recipes okay. to use, and uh, I've been known to, in a pinch, be able to you know. This weekend she's going she's going away with some friends, so I'm gonna have to learn how to cook some stuff this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so would you say like the culinary arts is a hobby or an interest of yours? Interest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th there's definitely fun things about putting stuff together and trying to figure out is this gonna work or is this just gonna take like crap, you know? Right. Um, but w w you know. My wife is always always willing to try new and interesting things. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, we dabble in stuff like that. I had a roommate in college, speaking of trying trying to make something new. I can, and, I can only and imagine where this is going to go. So we were at the grocery store, and he saw beef-a-roni, and he was like, that's only one letter away from beer-a-roni. <laughs> that would probably work. Like, I'll just substitute water with, with like, a lager. Mm -hmm. He knew before he tried it, like, this isn't gonna be good. Oh, I was. You know what? I was going the other way. I thought this could probably be good. No, no, no. Because the alcohol would he, cook off. Well, and that's you'd be what, left with that flavor. That's what he thought initially. Like but chicken, by the time it was like almost done, yeah. he's looking at it like, oh man, I think I messed this up. Okay. So he he like calls me into the kitchen and he's like, Hey, uh, Mikey, I need you to try this for me. I go, Okay. And I'm looking at him. <laughs> and I go, Pete, what is this? And he goes, It's a uh, it's beeroni. I'm I'm trying it out. Worst thing I've ever had in my life. Really? Like, I can't think of anything else mm -hmm. that I liked less than that. But I had to, you know, I had to pump his tires a little bit and act like it wasn't the worst thing I had ever had. Yeah. But so he goes, give me your honest opinion. And I was like, it's, it's not bad. It's not, <laughs> it's not the best, but it's not, it's not bad. And he goes, okay, cool. He took a bite and he goes, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever had. 
That's funny. But now, yeah, now so being in college, was the lager like a natty light, or was this like a Sam no, no, Adams? no? It was, it was a Yingling, I believe. Okay. Oh yeah, he, he went to Penn State. We didn't have oh, Yingling up no. here. Well, that always. that's like a newer. Not only thing. did I go yeah. to Penn State, but everybody else at their parties would have like natty light, Keystone light, all those. Mm-hmm. And we prided ourselves at 605 Hetzel Plaza as being the parties where you would go, and we would have Miller Light. We would have the name brand, like, you know, quote unquote, good light mm-hmm. beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we, like, our parties were always pretty popular because people would be like, "Oh my God, you guys got the expensive stuff!" And you know, it was like two dollars more per case. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that Ugh. that means something when you're in college. People people were impressed with that. Well, yep. it was always that big big moment when yeah, you know, I went to the University of Rhode Island, and and it was always that big moment when you could go from Natty Light to Miller Light. Yeah, like that. Like you felt like you were yeah. stepping up in the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, um, what is your favorite meal to cook in, in a pinch, Christian? Um, I never cook. You've got to cook mean, something. You're in college. You have a hot pot. Like ramen noodles, yes. hot pockets, all that good stuff. Pizza rolls, for sure. Uh, that's about it. So, the Mr. P's I was talking about, it was like a nine by nine by so one inch gross. deep. You know it, what I'm talking it, about. It is yeah. so gross. But, yeah, oh, yeah, the sausage are like little, like, they look like it's little pencil sausage, erasers. Right. Yeah, they look like pencil erasers. Like, the, that's not, and they're, ugh. Uh, yeah, anyway. It's, it's, like, it's like a step below Elio's. Yeah, but. That's <laughs> really for, what it is. That's going back down to the natty yeah, right. light of pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What frozen pizza could I afford in college? And, yeah. Once again, you want to tell people how to get in touch with you or how to find out what you got yeah. going on? Uh, so you can always check our website, medfieldrec.com. Um, I'm always around the FAF Center, so feel free to pop by there. Um, and email's krider at medfield.net. So any any way you want to get in touch with me, I'm, I'm pretty accessible. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to hang out with us? And, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, want to hear, I want to hear what Christian's got to say, yeah, too, man. Yeah, good. Okay. So uh, we'll get to Christian Higgins next. Um, before that, we'll do some ads. If you're looking for a new book puzzle, game, or a Medfield t-shirt with an outdated, archaic, culturally insensitive logo, stop on down to Park Street Books, located at 504 Main Street in Medfield. Go Warriors! If you see Jim, please ask him to return Rick's house key. Support local business and quit ordering from the Evil Empire. If you're in need of a refreshing summer drink, visit Larkin's Liquors and check out their new inventory of Peak Organic Hard Seltzer. They come in a whole bunch of flavors for you to try out. They can also help you find the perfect wine to pair with your meal or a single malt scotch or the perfect IPA. They know their stuff and they're always happy to help out. Larkins has been around since 1935 because they're the best liquor store in town and they know what they're doing. They're located at 20 North Street, open daily. That was a nice read, very good. Yeah, this one I'm gonna wing it guys. I have a thought popped in my head and um, we'll just see how it works, okay? This is for J3 Salon, all right? I do go there for the occasional. Um, I do too, just as a. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I love Olivia. Oh, Olivia. Okay, so that's great. So why do you like going there? Let's just. Olivia's the best, to Is be she? honest. Yeah. Um, the, the the hair wash. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's okay. Like the, I I actually told her one time, no joke. I said if I could come in like every week just to do this, no haircut. I said I would pay to do that. Okay, so what's what's the secret? Is it the shampoo? Is it it's, it's a lather it's process. like a massage it really is okay. it's gonna put you to sleep yeah like if you have one of those really stressful days where you're just like i'm done mm-hmm. day's done yep you go in there and, and it's the it's really it, it's like a head massage is really what it comes down to. okay so we'll have yeah. to ask for her 
All right, I'm going to try to do this right. We've got um, my friend Christian Higgins. We are friends because Facebook says so. He is a 2019 graduate of Medfield High, and he's here to talk to us a little bit about uh, being black in Medfield, and he has some advice for the white people here. Sorry, does it seem like invalidating when they say that? Like, yeah. as, as if like I don't see. Oh, like I like when I hear that, yeah. I feel like the person is also saying that they don't see someone of color. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, um, but uh, I want you to see who I am. Yeah. yeah right, okay. Right. So I say I do see color. Mm -hmm. Like clearly, exactly. you're not white. I mean, obviously, that's a fact. because if you say I don't see color, then what are you doing? Pretending? Yeah. Like it. Let's call it what it is. So yeah. go ahead. Um. So yeah, it, it is different um, experiencing that, especially in uh, in high school. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna name names, but people do people do make some statements, and it, it, it's it's aggravating. What uh, racist or um, um, prejudice? Just like yeah, like prejudice stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. I had some racist stuff, like the word yeah. Um, not gonna get into well, that. Okay, okay, but the you've heard the N word. Yeah. In uh, Medfield. Yes. By students. Yes. Were they friends? No. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Um, that word definitely gets tossed around in the high school. Definitely in the middle school too. Um, Can I ask how you handled that situation? Um, I'm assuming it was isolated. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was just Hopefully. it was it was in the gym. Okay. Uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't anything too bad to me because. It just shows me what, who you are. Mm -hmm. You're trying to come at me because of no reason at all. It was it was something really dumb. Mm -hmm. um, and for for someone to say that to me and call me that, uh, it's it just shows me how ugly you are on the inside. And uh, I just feel bad for those types of people who uh, who wake up uh, at the beginning of the day and just have that mindset that there are people in the world that are less than me and. I'm better than people. People don't deserve as much as me, and, it, and it's it's really sad, and I feel bad for those people. But because the flip side of that is the people, like you're seeing it as they wake up feeling superior to somebody else. I, I would point out they obviously feel like extremely inferior. Insecure. Yeah. I mean, they're so- Low self-esteem. Yeah, so yeah. insecure that they have to point out someone's skin color as like a way to make you less than them. Yeah. And it's like- you're you're bringing nothing to the table mm -hmm. if that's all is if that's all you've got is like oh well you're you look different than me so yeah. I'm like it, yeah it's mm -hmm. it's really dumb uh, this town uh, it doesn't really handle things well like that um, people just need to be more productive and this is where I'm going to get into social media uh, you got to do more than post a black square look I don't like to listen to a bunch of white people talking about mm -hmm. something that they do not feel or experience, but they benefit from. Exactly. And I see a lot of talking and I see a lot of inaction. I call it slacktivism. Mm -hmm. You're a slacktivist doing that black square thing you were gonna get into. Nice gesture, well-intentioned, counterproductive, okay? So you're here because you're a doer. You're not a talker, right? So that's why Kevin's here. That's why all of our guests have been here. <clears throat> but I do want you to talk a little bit about um, what some people in this echo chamber here in Medfield can do or not do. Okay, um, so let's and let it get, fly. Let's get into the do's first. Uh, Always good to start. Number one, uh, listen. Uh, seriously, listen. Uh, no, I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm gonna be straightforward. Uh, 
a white person has no right to tell me how to feel in this situation. Uh, uh, this goes to concerned citizens of Medfield. Um, all these people that are debating against me, you're not, your words don't mean anything. Uh, what What are some of the most profound things that have been said to you online? Um, so I've had, so this happened two weeks ago. I've actually had a person say that my life didn't matter. Uh, Did that not? That was a big one, yes. Wow. Um, he said that I was an unproductive member of society. Uh, I wish I could be that. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like spending, I don't know who this was, but this guy's spending his time on, you're on, on Facebook, Facebook debating like, with a 19-year-old. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, that <laughs> was his response to me saying that uh, just racist people need to just to go. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I don't know why there's any debate about that. Uh, mm-hmm. He got he didn't like that. Uh, responded with that. It just shows his character, whatever. Um, yeah. And even in concerned citizens, uh, I've seen like uh, blacks need to blacks need to do this. Like I've experienced this when I was a kid. Uh, like enough of the pity party. This isn't the. This isn't. That's not what we're worried about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're seeing black people getting gunned down in the street by police officers. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just be honest here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like there are moments where where I don't feel safe. I mean, like like I was coming from Applebee's and a cop pulls me over. I wasn't even the one driving. He comes up to my side, starts asking me questions. The first thing he says is, "What like where are you coming from, dude? You just saw me pull out from Applebee's, right? Am I coming from McDonald's? Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's well, you, stuff you like also, that. You also told the story to me. His girlfriend was driving and yeah. came up came up on your side of the car and what did he ask your girlfriend? Yeah, he was like are you okay? Are, like, are <laughs> you serious? I'm I'm when I'm laughing I'm not Yeah. I'm no, laughing. I'm it's my it's my shock reaction. Yeah. Uh It's like I Walpole can't believe PD, it. by the way. Yeah. Um yeah, big shout out to them. So reading between the lines, your girlfriend is white and he was yep. Yeah. Um, asking her. And you had the Applebee's on your lap, right? It was takeout. So right on my lap. Th- this guy up. obviously was not a detective. Uh, no, he, no. Definitely shouldn't definitely uh, a rookie. try to be an FBI agent. Right. But, uh, shining the light in my face. Uh, just like I put my hands on the dashboard. He looks at me up and down, and then he goes, okay, you're good. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah, like, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have to do that right. when I'm getting food. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, can I just jump in here? That's the kind of story like for the people that are still denying that white privilege exists, like I've never had to deal with a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like that right there is a perfect example of white privilege. Like if if you are listening to this and you're annoyed by what Christian just said, ask yourself, have I ever dealt with this? White privilege isn't that you're born rich or you're born poor. White privilege is you either have to deal with all of this nonsense on a daily basis, or you don't. Yeah, we had Otis Key from the Globe Trotters on a couple of weeks ago, and we—I didn't get into it too much uh, because I really wanted to hear his stories. But I was always wishy-washy about white privilege. I just feel like it's a condescending term as a white person. I'm like, oh, it must be a privilege. Like it—I don't. It's a semantic thing for me, and I'm like, well, maybe it's more advantage. I—I I know I have advantages. But in a situation like this, that's clearly a privilege. So, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get woke, Christian. Yeah, and, no, and I I'm, totally agree. I'm, I never saw it like that. Mm-hmm. But I do agree there's a lot of times where we talk about 
white privilege. I think mm-hmm. it's simply just advantage. You know, you're just in a better school district. You're here. You know, but yeah, there's privileges of not getting mm-hmm. harassed. I guess. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, that was that was uh, pretty uncomfortable for me. Uh, that stuff actually happens. Uh, it happens everywhere. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is. It again, that was that was Walpole. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, let's um. That was a good story, mm-hmm. but it stemmed from um, number one. Listen. Oh yeah, yeah. I was right? just about to get that. Okay, so are we? Do- it was that. That was just listening. To so that was kind of do listen, don't tell me how to feel about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. right. Those were two things okay. that have been covered. Um, so the second do is uh, just be more active. I mean, what were we talking about in Starbucks last week? Having a Black Lives Matter rally in Medfield with a bunch of white people does uh, does nothing. Um, mm-hmm. If uh, if you're going into Boston like 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 you have, um, mm-hmm. if you're actually going and and experience it with the with everybody in a bigger in a bigger scene with the actual people with the media there, mm-hmm. there's no media in Medfield. There's there's nothing. This town is a bubble, and it's gonna continue to be a bubble. Mm-hmm. Get out of the bubble. Get out of your comfort zone, and actually go and do something and be a participant. Mm-hmm. I mean. We were walking uh, towards um, towards Dale Street School, and I saw a bunch of people just recording everybody walking. Mm-hmm. You're not telling me that you support Black Lives Matter and all these other organizations when you're just there for social media clout. Yeah. When when I see people, when I'm there, literally speaking up for my civil rights at this point, mm-hmm. um, I find it super offensive that. Girls my age, uh, mostly girls, um, and even guys, are posting pictures just for that. Like, wow, I went to the Black Lives Matter rally in Medfield today. Yeah. Congratulations. Do you want a cookie? It's I, virtue I signaling. It's yeah. It's, I'm not racist. Yeah, it's it, it's I like did these, something, and it's like it's like these little symbolic victories that they give us, and it's like no, we want we want change. Yes, we want this to actually change. Doing this in Medfield when nothing's being televised, it's the same crowd, same people. Mm-hmm. I knew half the people there because yeah. it's Medfield. Right. It, there's no change because yeah. half the people there weren't there to support it anyway. Mm-hmm. They were there for clout. They were there curiosity, to, maybe or spectator. curiosity, which is not bad. Which, which isn't bad. Yeah. But if you're going to be there and you're curious, experience it as well. So mm-hmm. you're satisfied with your with with all that. Okay. Um, yeah, the, it, it's it's super offensive yeah. that people are just are posting a black square and saying, "Oh, yep, like I care." Like, you don't care. Right. You don't care. Well, uh, I think I think I because I know some of these people that do it yeah. they very much care. Yeah, they're so into. Um, I think they really think that by going on Facebook or going on some social media thing and posting a here's an article from USA Today, great read. You know, I feel like that person feels like today I did something. I helped educate people. And it's You're pretty not, easy yeah. to, um, I could have done that myself. In fact, yeah. I have. Read it's that also thing a week easy ago. to forget that within Facebook, the people that are going to see what you posted are probably going to agree with you. If, if you're posting it on your page. With your followers. With your, your friends, friends. A lot of them are like-minded people. And the people that don't agree with you, they're not actually going to click the link and read it. Oh, no, they're just no. going to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. And they're they're going to say some thinly veiled uh, racist thing. Yeah. Uh, 
and act like they're correct. Yeah. So it it there's you're only accomplishing some. I I understand why people think that it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And I mean I'll admit that d- during the last couple of months I've I've shared things that I thought were helpful resources and stuff. I'm not saying that I don't do it. Um, but if like you know, I've not done that. I, I when people I feel like if that's all you're doing though you have you're you're not actually accomplishing anything. Kind of drives me nuts. It's a little condescending. Like oh look at me I'm so well read and mm-hmm. updated. I know things that you don't know. You could benefit from being my friend. I, I don't need that stuff. I know what's yeah. what's going on. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, the third do uh, would be educate yourself. Um, just like we were ju- we were just talking about articles. Half that stuff isn't even correct information. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to educate yourself, have a conversation with someone like me. I mean, we did it perfectly fine, and right. now look at us. Yep. I mean. It's really that easy. Uh, we found a lot of common ground. Uh, More than I realized. Yeah. I mean, th- there's there's something wrong with the social media. It's like you can flick somebody off, you know, on the highway, mm-hmm. but you can't do it in aisle six at the grocery store. It's You can't say something to somebody to their face, but online, you know. A lot Just of people like use that. social media as a shield. Uh, voice their opinion. Yeah, it's like, why don't you step out from behind that keyboard, tough guy? Exactly, exactly. Let's dance. Um, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, You're a good dancer, by the way. Great conversationalist. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, you'll be on many times. Um, so don't. Uh, there are a lot. Um, Give us a big one. I feel like if we package this in threes, three do's, three don'ts, you know, I'm not trying to... Mm-hmm. Um, Restrict you here, but don't uh, enough with this black on black crime stuff. It is, it's a valid statistic, mm-hmm. especially in Chicago. But yes. then you have to take into consideration the demographics of this country. Yep. Um, statistically, black people grow up in the hood. They do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, it, Hyde Park definitely doesn't look like here. Mm-hmm. Mattapan, Dorchester, all those other places. Right. They do not look like here. Um, and, I mean, when you want to get into violence, when you have no other option to make money, when you're told from day one, like, like, we, like we're going to get gunned down by cops, like, mm-hmm. like, we have to do this, like, we have to do this a certain way, like, you have to be careful, like, we're not going to have these same opportunities. What else do you turn to besides crime to make money? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, people who are, uh, like, growing up in those types of situations, they have, no, they have no other way out. You know what I mean? So they'll take every single dime that they can get. I don't think they – there are ways out, but, yeah, they have no clue. It's, they, the, they don't have well, the roadmap. How do you get out of here? Out. There are ways out, sure. and, I'm, and I'm living proof of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just – there needs to be more resources of that. I was lucky enough to have a mom like I did. Mm-hmm. And she moved me to Medfield and then from where, where? I am today. Where? Uh, from Hyde Park. Hyde actually. Park, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was only three years old. Yeah. Um, so I lived here my whole entire life. And gave you she gave you a terrific education exactly. and you're in college. And, and even even with the uh, police stuff that we were just talking about, I am well aware in Medfield I grew up very privileged. Mm-hmm. I did. It could be way, way, way worse um, mm-hmm. in, in different places. I mean – like I just said, this town's a bubble. Nothing happens here, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um, so I know that I'm privileged here. Uh, every kid in this town is, is privileged. Everyone here is privileged uh, more than other people. 
the greatest irony of uh, the, anybody that's talking about black on black crime is they tend to be the same people that talk about gun rights and ignore the fact that all of the school shootings that are happening, it's always a white kid. Exactly. Um, um, anytime you see an entire family that was killed, uh, murder, suicide stuff, it's mm-hmm. always a white family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's definitely you're there's a, a huge oversight by anybody making the black on black crime argument. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you can make the same argument about anywhere else. The percentage of white on white crime is higher than black on black crime in Medfield. Yeah. I mean, it's because white people live here. Right. There's not a lot of crime in Medfield. I'm just I'm just making a statistic. Yeah. But I mean, like if you go to a bigger town that has more white people, hypothetically, that is going to have more white on white crime than black mm-hmm. on black crime. It's just a t- yeah. it's just a statistic. It's a demographic. More black people just tend to live in Chicago. And also getting into the police side of it, it's more likely to be documented as a crime if you're black than if it's two white people getting into a scuffle, it might not get booked as a crime. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the statistics are skewed as well. So let's just let's just for the sake of showing people how to do it, okay? I will counter with something that you said mm-hmm. about the black and black thing. Mm-hmm. My feeling has always been, um, I feel like the ghetto is the worst thing in America. I, you know, Kennedy when he said in ten years I want to pe- have people on the moon, I would think it would be awesome if someone could say, in twenty years I want the ghetto decimated as we know it today. Well, hang on, let's say ten years because if we could figure out how to do space travel in 10 years, I'm pretty sure we could figure out a way to correct the existence of ghettos in, in less than 10 years if, well, if any um, resources were put toward it. Well, first of all, just the development and all of that is going to take five years. So you just burned up half the time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be realistic. I don't know. It's a, it's a huge mess, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's the weakest link in America. Um. So I, I would love for that then, because what you said is like, if these people don't have an opportunity, how are they going to make money? You know, also um, a thing I go to, I don't know if what you've heard about this, but um, I'm a dad and I'm big on family and there's a lot of fatherless mm-hmm. black kids. And if you don't have a dad, you're going to find a father figure and the father figure might be the guy who's selling the crack, right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is something to address. So the black on black crime, um, there's a lot of it. Yeah, there is so much of it that it is, it is. I would say it's it's a, a national emergency. I mean, you hear we keep talking about Chicago, the yeah. South Side. That place is insane. You can go on YouTube videos and hear. It sounds like fireworks. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're gunshots. It's amazing. This is not America, is it? It really is. So. That's where I stand. I always, yeah. I do see that, yeah, um, a white cop with his knee on a black man, that's absolutely not uh, appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, I mean, that's an understatement. Yeah. But um, wow, how come we're not really addressing these other things? Like the fatherless, and it certainly needs black to be addressed. youth, and um, it's just there's little steps that we can take, like getting rid of the ghettos, because that will eliminate uh, a lot of stuff and give give kids more opportunities. To want to be more than just that, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll and if they're getting out of that types of situations, like I don't know, maybe maybe families will start to come more together, and maybe that will break the cycle. Okay. All right. So let's get don't number three. 
Uh, don't number three. Just be decent, I guess. Uh, I mean, there's no more human decency anymore. There's no more conversations. I mean, we just had a conversation. We have different views on something, and it was as easy as that. Yeah. I mean, we had a conversation. Nothing changes. It's... Uh, it's it's the it's the automatic you're wrong like yep. like I'm not this like you're like this you need to shape up like that's just not how it needs to be anymore. Yeah, um, let's stop telling people how to act and be. Pretty heavy topic of conversation, but I'm glad you came in and I'm um, I'm I want you back. Yeah, and um, it's a great Jackson Five song. <laughs> I want you back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar. Stop. Really? Really? Of course you yeah. are. How's it go? I can't get into it. Do it. I can't do young Michael Jackson. Are you kidding? It's hard enough doing. <laughs> yeah, there. no, you're you're doing late '80s, early '90s. <laughs> no, no, that was '84. Uh, that that was might have thriller. been even the way you make me feel. What you just did. <laughs> anyway, sing it. I I don't know the song. I want to know it. Uh, All right. Well, uh, let's get to know our friend Christian here. Um, if you're giving ten thousand dollars right now. What would you do with it? I would put it towards student loans. All of it? Uh, not all of it. I'll put like you got a girlfriend. Yeah, you have to take her out to dinner. I guess one time. Okay, one time. But mostly just student loans and a car. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got you got some wheels now, right? Is that your car? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike, your turn. Oh boy. Mike didn't prepare for this interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised there's not one. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to come up with a question like that? Or yeah. you Oh, I thought you were looking for one to ask me. Well, this seems unfair that you've got an entire... Why would I want to ask you a question? You're not the guest. Right, but you have <laughs> like a 150-page resource there with a whole bunch of these pre-written. Anyway, were you going to ask a question, Mike? <laughs> that's, that's Rick right there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Put you on the spot. What's the craziest thing you've ever done in your life? Um... Uh, well, I know that you've already, three things just popped in your head, but one's illegal, the other one your mom will kill you, and the other one your girlfriend doesn't know about. So you passed those. But what's <laughs> what's the craziest thing you can safely talk about here? Um, I guess uh, skip school to go, like, chill with my friends. Wow. All right. Well, uh, you still got four years of college to yeah. catch up and do something nutty. Christian, what's your favorite album of all time? Um... Like, if you could only listen to one album again the rest of your life, what are you going with? Um, 2014, J. Cole. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this one. J. Cool? J. Cole. J. Cole. Yeah. What is that, hip-hop? Um, he. I don't know if that was the name of his album, but he had an album uh, in 2014. Um, it was a great one. Mm-hmm. How about a favorite concert you've ever attended? Kendrick Lamar, only one. Really? Yep. So wait, that's the only concert. That's the you've only been concert to? I've ever been to, Kendrick Lamar. All right, so it's also the Where worst concert you've been to. Yeah. Uh, Xfinity Center. Nice. Yeah. Um, how about something that scares you about getting old? Dying. <laughs> You're afraid of that? Yeah. You're a man of faith, right? So doesn't that just make you kind of feel like things Not are better? Really. It doesn't make me any. Like you want you want to stick around, yeah. Want, okay. Yeah. If you could be any age, forever, like you could be locked at age ten or or fifty, right? Live out your days at that age. What? Where 21. would you? Twenty one. 
21. Yeah. That was kind of an easy question. I don't know. That's good. It's still ahead of you, so you can still look forward to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say right now I'm 44, and I would, I kind of like it. I I feel like um, this is this is a good this is a sweet spot in life. If you want a family and and things like that, it's a it's a good place to be. 40s, 30s, the 20s are fun. The 20s you climb, right? You get out of college, mm. and you're like, Kevin, what did you do I, in your yeah, 20s? I mean, I mean, you think about your 20s. You know, Christian said 21, and that's like the easy answer. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to like that. 28 29 and you kind of starting to see how life is going to work mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the sweet spot right there yeah that, that late 20s right right before you turn kind of starts to go downhill when you turn 30 but mm-hmm. right in that late 20s is yeah. you're maybe not married yet but you're still young enough to do stuff don't get married in your 20s. don't get married <laughs> in your 20s no. 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 i was 34 i'm currently 37 should i get married yet or no I mean, you're, you're still living the dream, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's it like? I forget. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I was. You're... I was like, maybe I was late twenties now. No, I was thirty-one when I. Yeah. Got so you you had a good head on your shoulders. You yeah. had direction. I I was. Uh, I guess it wasn't a priority necessarily until like you're, you know, you find the person. But anyway. You can't. But you're also starting to make a paycheck. Yes, because like you got money coming in now. Yeah, you're not you're not uh, holding that entry level yeah. position. Not minimum wage. You're not doing um, working really hard to get yeah. that in. You know, now you got some you got some money. You you you, you were able to buy a couch. You know, you didn't pick <laughs> one used. up. Yeah, from the what Austin Christmas. You know, from four <laughs> years ago. You got your own stuff. You know, that's that's when I was like, yeah, this is cool. Good time. Mike, how old would you be if you could be any age? Um, I mean, like, COVID-19 aside, I think now is pretty good. 37? Yeah. Mm. It's just like where I am in life right now, I'm pretty content. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, 26, I'm, 27, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a good time. I'm going to have to tell Christian some bad news. You're in college, and it's all downhill from here. Yeah. Stay there as long as you can. Stay as long as you can. Fail freshman Enjoy English it. every year. So you get to, um, you know. Didn't you hear him saying that if he if you handed him 10 grand right now, mm-hmm. it would go towards his student loans, and yeah. you're telling him to stay as long as he can? Yeah, well, he has 10 grand. I'll get him a couple of years, right? How much is college cost these like days? Not even a semester. Yeah. A couple of weeks. How much is fr- uh, how much is uh, I keep saying framing? How much is Bridgewater State? Uh, it's close to like twenty thousand a year. Twenty thousand in state. Yeah. Okay, and you're being smart. You are by choice moving. You're living uh, at home. Yeah, yeah. My commute. So uh, for the last two semesters, so whole, the whole entire fr- uh, freshman year and going into sophomore year that semester, uh, my total student debt's only like eight thousand dollars. That's great. Yeah. What do you do for work? Uh, so I work part-time at a gas station. It's just really easy money. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm going into marketing, so. Good. Maybe you, okay, we talked a little bit about this. Mike? Yeah, we could use some help in our marketing department, mostly okay. because it's run by me at the moment, <laughs> and I've got a lot of irons in the fire, and I don't understand Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, algorithms, oh, yeah, and can, all I that. It's that. Uh, you, you've got this stuff down. Like I just learned about like properly tagging things or hashtagging, yep. whatever. I am so far behind. 
If you uh, want to advertise stuff, you can you can like email Instagram or something. I was actually, you know what? Uh, in season two, when we're gonna actually have an ad rate, we're like, hey, we have six thousand yeah. downloads. We're gonna put a a dollar to that, right? And you can get your spot, and mm. we're gonna make some money. We're yeah. gonna pull, pull some money in, a few grand, right? At least. I think in season two. Ideally, and, sure. And you're in college. So if you wanted, I was saying to Mike, if we have Christian work for us for five hours a week, do you think you could get a lot of stuff done in five hours a week? Five hours, yeah. Yeah. A week. Well, I don't want you to kill yourself because you got your studies. No, I mean, so. He's playing his cards wisely. He's yeah. making it seem like that's a stretch Yeah. so that you'll agree to 10. Yeah. But he knows he can do it in five. So that's... That's good negotiations. Yeah, right not there. bad, not bad. We do want him on our marketing team. We do. So anyway, do you, do? so this is an offer. Do you want to um, be our, and what we pay you, I'm not sure. But I can tell you I'm not getting paid, and Mike sure isn't getting paid. Actually, yeah, I've paid you, like, I've given you some ad revenue for the editing. Well, no, what you did was you, you bought a comfort bird off of me that I had carved, so that's not really the same. <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Anywho, are we all set? Yeah, oh, I think good? so. Okay. Um, I kind of hiccup there. I don't know. Uh, you want to? Where are we? Yeah. You want to? Are we wrapping it up? I think so. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, okay. Anything that we? Uh, no, uh, but omitted. Okay, Kevin. How about you? Best concert was Billy Joel at Fenway. Best concert, Billy Joel Fenway. Was that last year? That was. Yeah, actually, it was last year. Yeah, last summer. Where did you sit? We were on the field. I sprang for the good seats. Mm -hmm. That's what you can do when you get a little bit older. You can spring for the good seats. Especially at Fenway. Those seats are horrid. This is Mike's Meditative Minute. Who is this, Lisa Loeb? Take it away, Michael. Yeah, okay. Hold on, can I just do something? Yeah, go for it. You say... I only hear what I want to. Talk to me, Michael. All right, so speaking of only hearing what what you want to, uh, today we learned from Christian, just listen, be more active, and educate yourself. Quit telling people of color how to feel about what's going on, and quit talking about black-on-black crime because there's more to it than that. Uh, we also learned from Kevin Ryder of Parks and Rec that um, things are going smoothly so far this summer. So if you've had hesitations about bringing your kid to camp, uh, now might be the time to go ahead and let them head to Parks and Rec with their mask and have a good time. Kevin's got over 50 gallons of um, hand sanitizer, which is more than I can say. And a, um, a solid staff of 70 yeah, I was, mostly Medfield High School students. Yeah, I was very impressed to hear that there are 70 people staffed at, at Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was anywhere near that high. And they have 110 campers. I mean, that's a great ratio. Well, lifeguards, too. So oh, we, yeah. we, we, we staffed it on to awesome. take time out of your minute. No, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, and I also learned that I have to check out J. Cole's album from 2014, which might be called... Uh, which might be called Forest Hills Drive. Or, that's the one? Or yep, For Your right. Eyes yeah, Only. Yeah. Forest Hills Drive is the one to check out. All right, do you have a favorite song from that? Uh, no Role Models. Okay, cool. 
I'll check it out. Uh, so did we have fun today, guys? Absolutely. Of course, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Kevin, uh, I've known you for several years. You've Absolutely. been such a an important part of my kids' development. All the programs, it's like we just go and check out, well, what do they have? You know, it's... There's times I see you more in a week than I see most people. Yeah, yeah. well, it's I, I, try, I try to get rid of those things I know, yeah. as much as I can. The first thing you say to me is like, no. they're yours now. For yeah, I'll see you later. All right, Christian, it's great having you on too. I mean, you're welcome to come on anytime. And um, we're going to hit you up for some help on the marketing, which we desperately need. And we'll talk more about that at the end of this season so that season two will come out just a little more professional and polished. Awesome. And you'll have experience and a little green in the pocket. Yep. So for me and Mike, this is Small Town Scuttlebutt. We'll see you guys next week. That was another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday. Rick Fink Jr. and Mike Page are mismanaged by the Bravo Talent Group. Send your comments, questions, and grievances to these guys through Leanne Bravo. Email her at bravo1 at smalltownscuttlebutt.com and she'll probably get back to you eventually. Check them out on Facebook too, and thanks for listening.